So when I think about what it means uh, that I want to invest in with my life is uh, spending time uh, intentionally investing in people, uh, non-believers, uh, to befriend them, care for them, serve them, uh, with the hope of being able to share the gospel so that it's heard as well as seen. All right, welcome to this episode of The Weekly. I'm here this afternoon with Jim Slice, uh, the senior. Um, uh, we, we've had Jim's son, uh, Jimmy the Younger, we affectionately referred him as, uh, on the podcast before and excited to have Jim senior, although technically you're not a senior, correct? Thank you. Yeah, just to clarify that. But, for, you know, it, it, it's helpful uh, to, you know, distinguish you two. Um, so, uh, uh, Jim, tell us, uh, tell us who you are, tell us what you do for a living, Tell us how you serve at the Church of Greer Station, and tell me um, your favorite dish that Tammy cooks. Cool. Um, so I uh, am married to Tammy, as you mentioned. Uh, my favorite dish is chicken and gelatos, which we are having for dinner tonight. Wow. So I'm pretty excited about that. The Lord is good. He is good. Very gracious. Um, I uh, work for Verizon Wireless, the cell phone company, as a process improvement engineer. Uh, which means I try to look at how we do business and tell people how to do it better. Uh, I serve at Greer Station um, on the media team, pushing slides uh, every few weeks, and then also as a um, member of a small group, the community group that's led by John Hyatt, um, which is, I think, one of the most important roles that we all can play. Excellent. Uh, Tell us, when did you become a believer? Um, I became a believer when I was 22. Uh, I'd been raised in the South and was culturally Christian. Uh, and then through the Air Force, Tammy and I moved to Fort Worth in 1979. Uh, Tammy and I knew, knew that we needed to be in church um, and pursued that track. Um, so we joined a traditional Southern Baptist church there in Fort Worth. Uh, but after a couple of years, I met some people uh, there in Fort Worth who introduced me to what it meant to really pursue Christ uh, and make a point of that. Uh, so working through that um, brought me from a cultural identification to a personal relationship with Christ. And then we eventually wound up joining that church where those people attended later. Interesting. Would you say there were um, any individuals in particular who were in- influential in that shift from kind of a cultural acknowledgement of who Jesus is to an active Absolutely. of Jesus? Absolutely. Um, a friend of mine named Herb Collier and uh, conveniently and strategically, uh, God placed us in the same work environment uh, on the Air Force Base where we were stationed at. Herb was attending church there. Um, he and I spent a lot of time talking, and then through him I met some other folks there. But Herb was the, the key point of contact. So you met through work? Yep. Cool. Exactly. Interesting. So how, how, was the, um, how, did that, um, how did those conversations begin? Was it kind of a... Uh, struck up conversations over lunch one day? How did you guys end up connecting and kind of speaking about? Well, we had a lot of things in common. We were both military, both in the Air Force, um, and so that's a natural bridge to conversation, shared experiences um, in basic training and in military life and that type of thing. Um, We began to talk about other things as well, football and so forth. We struck up a relationship, and that began to develop over time. And then we moved in that relationship to spiritual conversations, um, discussing church and what we meant by it and what kind of experiences we'd had there. And uh, I began to hear about things um, from her that uh, that distinguished themselves from the church life I was experiencing 
and began to uh, prompt me to ask questions uh, and want to know more and, and want to go further. Okay. What were some of those things that uh, distinguished her from other folks that you had met, or, or what were some ways that he talked about his faith that was just different? I think uh, the, the caliber of the pursuit, maybe, is a way to say that. Um, it was more than talking about the next church supper or event going on um, as if it were a calendar item. Um, Herb seemed genuinely uh, excited uh, about what was going on at the church he was attending, um, excited about what God was doing in his life, and uh, he was um, nearing uh, or nearing the end of an engagement and was about to be married, and so he talked about that frequently in terms of um, how God was orchestrating that, how God was putting that together. And, um, and it was a real impact in his life, not an abstract discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. So kind of a, there was a, an earnestness yes. uh, about his faith. Yes. Faith. One of, I heard somebody later um, use the term to describe a brother um, uh, for their winsomeness. And... Um, I think that's a great term, earnest, winsome, sincere, hmm. um, heartfelt, you know, those kinds of terms um, that uh, don't seem put on, faked, or anything like that. They're real. And uh, that, that was uh, a characteristic of Herb and um, how he felt about God, how he felt about his pursuit of the Lord and, um, and the church he was a part of. Hmm. Yeah, there's something compelling about uh, someone who takes ownership of the discipleship and yes. takes that seriously. Yeah. Yes. So tell me about the church that you you guys eventually connected with through his influence. Um, sure. Uh, it was called Hope uh, Baptist at that time. It's now Hope Community. Uh, it's been in Fort Worth for about 40 years now. And um, it was different for us. Uh, we had gone pretty much the traditional Southern Baptist Church in Fort Worth um, at a lovely place with wonderful people. Um, but we had Sunday school at 9.30 on Sunday morning and then the worship service and then training union and Wednesday night prayer meeting and all the other stuff that, that goes along with it. You know, the kind where you can walk into a church building and you pretty much know the liturgy that we're going to go through mm. because it's a traditional Southern Baptist church. So good people, love them to this day. Um, but when we walked into Hope, what we saw was... Um, Function and structure for the sake of substance, not because it's the way somebody else did it or the mm. way they were told to do it. Um, examples of things that really threw us at the beginning were we only met for worship on Sunday evenings. Um, we would occasionally meet on Sunday morning for a business meeting, uh, but we usually spent the time on the weekends, Saturdays and Sundays, with family or with friends, and preferably with non-believing friends, so that we could build those relationships and grow that. Um, small group life, or we called them home fellowships at the time, um, was a big part of the church. In fact, you joined the church by joining a small group, joining a, a home fellowship. And uh, that was pretty much, a, not pretty much, it was a prerequisite. That was how you became a member of the church. Heavy emphasis on um, personal uh, growth, personal responsibility, um, accountability to not, and I, I want to be careful here, not legalistic disciplines, but, but developmental practices like quiet time, personal mm-hmm. study, mm-hmm. scripture memory, uh, personal evangelism, building relationships, and service in the church. Um, we're all an important part of church life, um, built around some 
uh, what we're called the seven hard attitudes and uh, just some basics of, you know, this is what we uh, commit to you as a church member and what we want you to commit to us as a church member. Hmm. So it sounds like the, the same um, earnestness and uh, the, the winsomeness as a result. Uh, it, so, it sounds like the, those same characteristics that were there in her, it was kind of in the church on yes. the macro level. Yes. So there was kind of a, a culture of discipleship. Yes. Yes. I, that's a great term, um, a culture of discipleship. Um, it wasn't forced. Um, it was encouraged. It was exhorted. It was facilitated. Um, and, and you really wanted to be a part of that. Hmm. Hmm. That's fantastic. Um, so uh, from the sound of it, I mean, it sounds like you, you um, were confronted with um, the, the call to follow Jesus and taking that call seriously. Um, and through Herb's influence and his intentionality, um, you, were, you were won over to that. You were welcomed into this body, welcomed into this culture of discipleship. You kind of, um, uh, you saw the beauty of a church that really embodied a commitment to discipleship. And recently, uh, you were able to go on a uh, reunion yes. trip yes. to go visit with some of those folks that were yes. so influential. Yes, it, it was really fun. Um, we uh, uh, got a call on a Friday um, that uh, they were having an anniversary celebration starting the next day. Hmm. And uh, it was you know, a little bit of a shock, but um, we actually heard about Friday morning and um, talked with Tammy over lunch. And by lunchtime, um, because of her work, she has uh, the ability to fly um, uh, for free. So we had our flights arranged, we had a hotel booked, and we were going to Fort Worth the next time. Awesome. Yeah, so it was... It's pretty exciting. Um, a little scary. I mean, we hadn't seen a lot of these folks in 30-plus years. Um, but uh, for many of the, the old-timers, the seniors, for lack of a better word, um, that we were close to, uh, it was just like we had picked up um, and left the day before um, and that type of thing. It was um, exciting to uh, celebrate. And noticeably, uh, what we celebrate, what we were celebrating was um, what you, you summed up around her, uh, a lot of people who years and years and years ago had poured into each other's lives uh, with uh, encouragement, with exhortation, with discipleship, um, and, and in some cases, um, friends that were, became believers because of the ministry of the church and, and some of the things that we did there. And uh, so it was really great to see that and um, hear all the people coming back and talking about it. Um, I got to share with some folks um, that, uh, particularly, uh, one of the things we that was embedded in us was the uh, the desire to understand and know and ask questions. And so, I told the pastor, a gentleman by the name of Harold Bullock, that my son Jim is in large part who he is because of Harold Bullock. Um, hmm. So um, it was gratifying to see uh, and be able to say to Harold that you know some of the things you taught us we passed down to our children. And hmm. uh, so really exciting to see that. Um, and the uh, uh, probably the culminating point for me, there was a, a friend of mine who had been in a small group that I led, and uh, he was uh, um, talking to me, and you know both of us are a little bit older now, and he said, you know, I just want to thank you. And I'm thinking, I have done a horrible job of keeping up with you for the last 30 years. What have you got to thank me for? And he said, 
you see that person over there, this guy working the sound, and he said, that's my son. And you see that girl up there um, singing, leading music. That's my daughter-in-law. She said, because you welcomed me into the church so sincerely and so warmly when we first came here, that's why they're there. That's mm. why they, they are part of this church today, mm. because we stay um, because of you and because of your investment in us and commitment to us. That really was encouraging, challenging, convicting, um, encouraging all at the same time. Um, so that was pretty exciting. Um, and then on Sunday, um, uh, the message was uh, uh, pretty interesting as well in that they talked about why hope was what it was and that it wasn't um, uh, a single thing, but it was... Uh, a choice day after day to invest in people. So 40 years hmm. is a long time. And you want to look back on that and see fruit and see results for your labor. And that labor was day after day uh, investing in people, uh, in a person or in people. And um, Harold even said at one point that it didn't mean that there weren't times when he wanted to strangle some of the people he was investing <laughs> in. And I thought he was mentioning me in the, in the message. So, But it was just that kind of an effort. Um, it's not a seasonal campaign, it's not a program. Mm. It is a choice to lay your life down for people day after day. Mm. It's, it's a choice to be like Herb and take yeah. conversations about football. Exactly. And find a way to be intentional and that's be earnest about Jesus. Yes, there. very much so. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, so I, I think if we, if we were to poll our church and we were to say, who is somebody in our church body that is earnest and winsome and who is very intentional. I think it would probably be, I think overwhelmingly, you would probably be voted as that guy. Thank you. In our church family. Um, And that's one of the things that we love about you, Jen. One of the things that we're grateful, one of the reasons we're grateful to have you around is because this is, this is your heartbeat and this is our heartbeat. In a lot of ways, we want to, we want to be like hope when we grow up. Um, And so I, I would ask you like, what, what about, what about now? Like what, what role does discipleship have in your life now? Um, and, and if you had a captive audience, if you could just kind of speak to the church at Greer Station about discipleship and evangelism, what sort of things would you say? How would you encourage us? Uh, um, I, I, would, I would say that uh, those things are the things. Uh, they're not um, part of a greater life. They're the components of a greater life. That um, When you talk about what discipleship is, it, it's what Christ defined it as. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Hmm. And so, you know, it, it, it and assumes leaving everything, uh, following Christ, and not just to do that, but purposefully. Um, he has an intent with that to make us fishers of men. Um, so he wants us to be disciples. Um, that's, uh, I think, the, the heartbeat that really should resonate with any church, that you're growing people up um, who in turn can grow other people up um, from non-believers to disciples and uh, learn how to do that and do that well. Um, I think uh, that in, in my own life, uh, one of the things that hope, the weekend at Hope was a culmination for, for me, was several weeks where God had been challenging me with, um, what are you investing in? What are you really pouring yourself into? And what's most important? Because I mean, at the time I was struggling a little bit with my um, my hip and my lower back, and, and that's improved some. Um, and now, you know, of course, with the, um, uh, the recent diagnosis of Parkinson's disease, 
it kind of dials up the intensity to what, what is really, really, really important hmm. for you to spend time with, hmm. um, to invest your life in, you know, knowing um, more than you ever have before that that life is finite, that there are a certain number of years, and you only have a certain amount of time and, and effort to invest. Um, so that had been going on, that conversation. Um, uh, it culminated with hope. I, I think what it drew me back to was how do I focus on those fundamental principles um, that we learned at Hope, that were embedded with us, uh, discipleship, evangelism, investing in each other um, to develop basic um, fundamental skills, quiet time, scripture memory, in the Word, uh, pursuing relationships with people and investing in those. And I think uh, maybe to, to summarize that, I'd point back to John 12, um, uh, 24 and 25, I think it is. Um, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Um, he who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it to eternal life. So it, it encompasses all those things that I just said. You know, what is life about? What are you investing in? What do you want your life to be to keep it to eternal life? And uh, what should you be doing with that life? And that is dying every day to sell mm -hmm. and investing in other people around you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's the ticket. It's not um, throughout the years uh, from hope, we were always involved in some kind of a church plan. Well, not always, I mean, mostly. Um, we were in large churches a couple of times, but for the most part, we looked for churches that had a need that we could potentially fill and serve in. And that was a heartbeat that we tried to follow, was where can we serve, not what can serve us. And so um, give your life away, hmm. um, invest it in people. You know, hmm. those two things, God worked in, God's word and people, um, are going to yield an eternal return um, that nothing else can. Hmm. That's good. That's really good. You know, as you talk, I, one of the things that I appreciate about the perspective that you bring is... Um, for me as a young pastor, um, and for us as a young church, we can, we can kind of um, get caught up in some of the fads and sort of like unique ways of doing church and kind of think that there's always kind of an innovative thing that needs to be introduced in order to really make an impact. But for you to say, you know, I've, kind of, I've been there, I've done that, I've, I've seen lots of things, but really at the end of the day, what it comes down to is loving Jesus and loving others and, and being intentional with time of the word and intentional yeah, that's that's excellent. Um, very encouraging to hear the way that God has worked in your life, the way that God has worked in Tammy's life, and as a result, you, the, the the fruit that is your children, the fruit that is uh, the the brother that you mentioned, his children, and um, um, we're encouraged by your faithfulness, and, and may God raise up more like Jim Slice. Um, yeah, you roll your eyes at that, but but in all earnestness, man, we, we, we look up to you and, and greatly appreciate Thank you and what you do for our body and what you mean to our body. Thank you. Um, so thrilled to have you on the podcast and thrilled to hold you up uh, to, to anyone who's listening as an example of, of one who follows Jesus and devotes themselves to helping others follow Jesus. Uh, with that, uh, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of The Weekly. Um, we'll be back next week as we uh, consider other issues relevant to the life of the church at Greer Station and relevant to uh, being disciples here in Greer. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.